This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art. Now appearing in front of the microphones, the Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh and music director Edward Leonard with Dana Griffith, the star of Soldier's Tale, this Saturday night over at the Levy Hall, and Andrew Swenson, the executive director. Welcome all. Nice to see you. Good to see you, Jim. Good morning, Jim. Okay. What's going on? We've got stories to tell. Amy Williams and the telephone and what all. Yeah, we're, we're doing the Pittsburgh premiere of uh, Amy Williams' Telephone. It's been played throughout the country um, by Orpheus Chamber uh, Orchestra and the Grossman Ensemble. And we're doing uh, Mio, Creation of the World. And then the second half of the program is uh, a full-staged production of A Soldier's Tale. Andrew Swenson, give us the details. Tickets, when, where, how? It's happening tomorrow night, that's Saturday, March 11th, and it's at 7.30 at Levy Hall in Rodef Shalom, and you can find tickets online at copgh.org, or come on up to the door, and we'll be happy to sell you a walk-up ticket and enjoy the show. And it's going to be a wonderful evening of music. Uh, We've got uh, a dancer from Point Park. We have Dana and some actors that uh, Dana has brought to bear on this fascinating and uh, uncategorizable piece of Stravinsky's Soldier's Tale. So it's going to be a wonderful evening. Dana Griffith, you are directing and starring. Are you the soldier? Are you doing more than one voice? Uh, How are you appearing in Soldier's Tale by Stravinsky? I am the narrator. We have a soldier who is Danny Mayhack, who is an actor here in town. And our devil is Juliana Weiss-Pelosios, who is also an actor here in town. And so um, I'm narrating. So there's a little bit of different voices happening, but... um, um, I'm enjoying being the narrator and the director. It's a, it's a wonderful, um, packs two punches. It's fun. And Dana, the narrator tells the tale of the guy who sells his soul to the devil. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been, it's been really, um, interesting and, and enjoyable coming at this piece in a couple of different ways, not just as a performer, but also trying to stage it and working with, Eddie and Andrew and and um, and really figuring out the piece and how it can work with all of these different um, elements. It's been really, really wonderful. Okay, as director, what are you telling them to do? You're telling the dancer, <laughs> you go here, and the, uh, the soldier goes here, and what else? Yes, well, the, the first day it was pretty much um, enter here, exit here, enter here, exit here, go. That was kind of what it was. Um, and now we're kind of picking things apart of, of what the relationships are and what the objectives are and why are they entering the stage and why are they staying there and what do they want. And, um, yeah, it's and everybody's worked really quickly. Uh, so it's been really inspiring to watch and to listen and to hear everything that's going on. It's It's been really, really wonderful. Soldier's Tale, Stravinsky, what's the moral of the story? Be careful what you wish for? What, <laughs> yeah, what, 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 well, I think that there's an apotheosis, as there always is in Stravinsky, and, and, and this time there's actually narration to it, so kind of the moral of the story is blank, blank, blank. And here it's pretty much don't don't wish for too much, essentially, and, and you have a soldier that wants it all and realizes that when he has it all, he has nothing, and he wants it the way it was, and then he kind of has uh, what he wants, and I don't want to spoil the end, but it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) But it will be uh, absolutely mind-expanding. Yes, I mean, it's one of those, uh, it's a 
like Andrew said, it's really kind of, you can't really categorize it. This was one of the genius uh, things about Stravinsky throughout his career is he was really like a chameleon. He could really figure out what's the next thing to do? How can we change the form so it's really interesting? And, and it's kind of um, almost like the magic flute in the, in the kind of... Uh, amazing music really interesting story the the interweaving between the story and the music it's, it's just really fascinating and how how the same composer who wrote the rite of spring mm. then you know writes this really kind of jazz and ragtime and and you know early 19 uh, early 1920s inspired you know completely different kind of music and reinvent himself but when you listen it's unmistakably stravinsky so it's just one of those one of those people and one of those pieces you brought me a recording of a recent concert with uh, Malcolm Arnold. I want to hear that because I think we should always demonstrate how well your players perform mm -hmm. on the stage. This is the Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh, and it's Saturday night at Levy Hall. The time is 8 o'clock, correct? 7.30. 7.30. Don't be late. <laughs> Here's a little Stravinsky for you from the Soldier's Tale with the Royal Scottish National Orchestra. Amy Yarvey and the Scottish National Orchestra with Stravinsky's Soldier's Tale, The Soldier's March. You'll hear at 8 o'clock, uh, 7.30 on 730. Sunday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. It's, Holy it's smokes. This weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. Uh, we, we've got the uh, principals of the event with us live in the studio this morning, Dana Griffith and Andrew Swenson and our conductor, Edward Leonard, uh, didn't Gary take it too fast? That was too fast. That, like, too I mean, fast. it was gorgeous, and they played it really well. We, uh, we have, I mean, there's an actor walking around, so I can't speed it up like that. As impressive as that was, that was pretty cool. Okay, well, you'll hear it Saturday, the Stravinsky Soldier's Tale, a masterpiece, and Amy Williams' right. masterpiece, right. The Telephone. Right, this is a real, a, a tremendous piece uh, she wrote in 2021 and revised. Uh, she wrote it for the Grossman Ensemble in Chicago, um, a really, a really playful take on the game of telephone that we played as kids and kind of introducing, you know, that game where you say something in somebody's ear and they pass it along. And by the time you get to the end, it's a completely different thing. So it's kind of like that, but with instruments and, and just kind of playing that game. And you can see that on YouTube. I noticed there's a, a recording of the sure. performance from Chicago. Yes. It will be better on Saturday <laughs> night in Pittsburgh. I guarantee you. <laughs> It'll be live. Dana, have you seen the telephone yet? Did you hear, catch it in rehearsal? No, you're too busy with oh, Stravinsky. They're, they're working. We're working. I, I hear it down the hall occasionally, but no, we're, we are busy in another space when they yeah. work on that. Yeah. And Creation of the World by Darius Mia. We don't get that very often. No, we don't. I mean, we're in a position where we can really perform pieces that other ensembles just can't do based off of restrictions of orchestration. That's why we're here. And so we can do pieces like the Mio, the Creation of the World, the Amy Williams, and then Stravinsky, where it's we just have that flexibility. And um, Amy Williams has been coming to rehearsals. It's so nice working with a composer. She's a terrific writer for percussion. If you come for anything, come and see how much percussion she uses <laughs> in this piece. And then the Mio is, is, is this real... Uh, early 20th century composer meets Harlem jazz. It's really a unique piece, and, and you could say it's one of his greatest works. And originally a ballet, and, and people usually perform it as this 15-minute um, kind of concert suite, um, very jazz-inspired. So so we took this idea of telling a story, so Amy's telling a story through like a child's game, and Mio's telling the story of the creation of the world from a different perspective uh, through like French jazz. And then we have this epic story by Stravinsky. So really phenomenal concert. It's been a long time coming and, and terrific to work on. 
Amy Williams is one of those figures teaching at the University of Pittsburgh that quietly oh, yeah. goes around the world. Yeah, she's been everywhere. There's a half dozen recordings out on the German Vergo and label. We played f- one the other day of right. Kortog transcriptions of Orlando de Lasso and Bach and other composers. And she's a fabulous pianist, and, and she has her piano duo and, and like a, a performing musical composer, which is, which is quite something. Dana Griffith, your connection to this ensemble, this Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh experience, what's your observation of the atmosphere and the mood and the general philosophy, the, the thinking? Uh, what would you share as someone who's recently come into the scene of Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh uh, so that folks get a, a picture of what they're going to experience on Saturday night? That's a great question. Um, I would have to say, as a lover of music, as a fan of music, um, I have... In joining this the, this family here, it's been um, it's been a really great experience to just witness the love that they have for playing these pieces, rehearsing these pieces, the 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 overall kind of teamwork that it takes. I, I know coming from a theatrical background and what it is to be in an ensemble and and to be able to witness that with. Um, people that I'm fans of, it's been really incredible. Um, and I, I feel like they, it's, it's an exciting company. It's, um, they're, they're doing these things that are um, innovative and putting together things that are not seen elsewhere. So my husband is a, a huge classical music fan and he's so excited about this Saturday. He's finally excited about coming to one of my shows. <laughs> and so it's very it's it's very cool to feel this um, feel this camaraderie and and join the family for sure. And Dana, if folks want to know more about your work, you have a terrific website. You have a, a studio here in town. You're teaching actors yeah. and uh, you have a sizzle reel on your website too. What I all do. is in the in, in the reel there? You're doing all kinds of work in television and film. Holy Molly, yes. Um, uh, I, there's all kinds of things in that sizzle reel. My friend Stephanie Maloney in New York City made it for me, and um, and it's it's little snippets from the 17 or so film and TV shows that I've done in the last. 10 years since being back in Pittsburgh from New York City, so... She's slow playing this. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we, you know, I mean, Dana walks in with Christian Bale, and, you know, and she she walks with the, the heavyweights out there, oh, so yes. it's been a privilege to work with her. And, and the film or television show that you absolutely love, that thrilled you, I mean, they're all great in the sizzle reel, that's for sure. Oh, thank you. So, something um, you really uh, I would have by. to say, yes, the very first film that I ever filmed, um, my scene was with Gary Oldman. Mm. My very first ever. And every single time I would have to open this door and he was standing there, I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, it's Sid Vicious. Oh my gosh. It's like everything was going through my mind. So that was um, that was very special because I, I felt like, you know, one of these things is not like the other. And mm. it was me. But mm. it was really cool to be there with all of these big heavy hitters. So, Jim, uh, true stories. Uh, I encountered Dana before we ever met. And uh, this is her second visitation in the world of classical music. And <laughs> some of us may remember as Constanza, the oh. last time the public did uh, Amadeus, the Peter Schaefer uh, Amadeus. And I went to that and then went back and looked at Dana's resume and realized that I had I had matter. I was in the seats at the time and mm. not uh, face-to-face. So, uh, like I said, the, this 
artists to my right over here uh, carries a hefty resume. And Dana Griffith will be on stage on Saturday, 7.30, as the narrator in The Soldier's Tale by Igor Stravinsky. We've got to demonstrate how well your orchestra plays. It's Malcolm Arnold. You missed it, but uh, the recording represents what piece and what which concert? This was from February 4th. This was our uh, swept-away concert. Malcolm Arnold, a British composer, his Sinfonietta Number no. 1. What am I? Oh, that was Malcolm Arnold's <laughs> Sinfonietta, number one, first movement, Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh. And that was the maestro. Yeah, that, that a, was me. <laughs> February a year ago? That no, that was that was about a month ago. Oh, just a month yes, ago. Yes, right, oh, yeah. Oh, there's much more where that came from. Oh, yes, yeah, constantly, yes. And Saturday night, Saturday night, stories to tell. Stories to tell, that's right. Chamber Orchestra of Pittsburgh, that's the voice of uh, Maestro Leonard, Andrew Swenson. Jim... It's going to be a night like no other in town, so we want to see you there. 
Dana Griffith, star of the show, narrator in Stravinsky's Soldier's Tale. Yes. Nice to be with you. Thanks for coming Thank in you. this morning. Any final word? We have to have you have the, the last word to encourage people to come. Oh, my goodness. Come, please. 730, Rodef Shalom. Right across Saturday. the street. Right from, across the street. From 4802 Fifth Avenue, where we're speaking live with our guests. What a joy to see you all. Good luck with the show. Thank you, Jim. Mio and Amy Williams' telephone. And what else? I'm forgetting there's one other piece. Uh, Stravinsky. That's the centerpiece of it all. Have a great weekend. This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to the Carnegie Museum of Art.